I was there. I don't have to listen to it. This week's show because it was a disaster. When you live in a beach resort, it's easy to forget whether you are playing or working. On each week's show, we settle in with a cocktail and try to figure out if there is a difference. This is Day Drinking on Delmarva. And I am Todd from GoodCleanFunLife.com. I'm Tony Russo, New Relation, and you're listening to Day Drinking on Delmarva. A podcast about life and culture on the Delmarva Peninsula. Todd drinks because he gets to live here. I drink because I have to live here. And we have so much fun in store for all of us today. I barely know where to get started. We're going to be talking about Garth Brooks, which is not what I had planned on talking about. But now that it's on the menu, I'm very excited. Um, and we're also going to be <laughs> we're also going to be talking about getting to the end of the season. And um it says post oh and postcards online, which is my new project. And before we get to all that, uh, we always like to recognize a local company who is sponsoring us. Um, and that's probably where we'll, where we'll start because this week the local company is Good Clean Fun Life Productions. Um, it's kind of the second week in a row, but I stepped on Todd's last week, so he should get his own commercial this week instead of. Did you? My... Did you though? Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, it's your turn, but I want to talk about this mean story that i have coming out it's we skipped a week that's why that's why it, it's uh <laughs> that's uh, right we yeah we skipped we skipped your week right um yeah I, you know i was having a conversation the other day uh my company has been doing business uh for 10 years now we uh started out as a little blogging company uh for fun three years prior to 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 that so uh, we, we've been at it for a while. And one of the things that I've always said is that we offer websites and media production. And I've always kind of framed it in the sense that like a must have and a like to have. So right. if you have a business, big or small, you know, you have to have a website. And uh, if you have the marketing dollars, you want to be able to do some media production to tell your story, to do testimonials, like we talked about a little bit last time, or to, you know, just uh, educate, inspire, you know, wh whatever, whatever it is that suits your business, uh, you know, to generate leads. Right. But uh, I feel that there may be a, a shift that is, that is happening where because of social media and because of how uh, prolific and it is that, um, it definitely is becoming more of a must have that you have some media production. Uh, the tools have become more democratized, right? The, there's plenty of apps to make things on your phone. The cameras on phones are better and better. There's, you know, high speed internet. There's, there's a lot of things that anybody with just a little bit of, uh, of information or, you know, of ability can, can do to make things. Um, and then, you know, and then the question becomes, and I'll put it to you a little bit. The, the question becomes is like, does that as media production is becoming more and more important uh, to any business, does that diminish the importance of a, of, of a fully functioning website? You know, can you, can you get away in this day and age or the future with just social media and and not a website i think I, I i so the short answer is no the longer answer is that is 
you know, would you would you rather own the land on your on which your business sits, or would you rather rent it month from month with no contract? Yeah, you know, you know, you don't need. Um, people are starting. I'm people are starting to get. You know, there's COVID is back in the in the in the news, right? If you put mm-hmm. the wrong thing about COVID on your YouTube picture or yeah. if, you, if you just even if you just are stating your mask policy and you screw it up that could cost you you could get dinged and nothing mm-hmm. will ever replace your website i think that the most important thing is to if, if you have a business business like me i'm a you know i'm a freak and so i just write stuff right and no yeah. nobody needs to find me you know, if if my stuff is not on, a, so most of my stuff is on Substack, as we'll talk about later. And yep. you know, I should have a website, but I I'm too cheap to pay someone to maintain it, and mm-hmm. I don't have the time to maintain it myself. So I bought, I so I I contribute to a service where they don't charge me for the space, but the space is theirs, and I have copies of all my stuff. But no one's googling, you know best writer in most prolific writer in Delmar, right? <laughs> I don't need that Google hit, but you know, where to eat right. near me. If you want to rank for that, you're going to need uh, at least the reviews. The website is, is a strong number two, you know? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I don't think you need to have a fully functional website. I don't think you need to blog on it every day. Um, but I think that if you're, if you're throwing all your stuff on social media and it closes or they hide you or they change the rules and you're not ready for it, you could be caught very short. And I think that, you know, especially if you have the wherewithal to have someone do it for you, then at least like Todd, you have every video you've ever taken. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're just putting your face, you know, if you're just recording live on your phone and you're doing a Facebook live and then that's it, then that's gone forever. If, yeah. if Facebook doesn't like what you said or, you know, if one of your employees puts something inappropriate on your Facebook page while you're not looking and you get dinged for 30 days or whatever, it's you can't get dinged from your own website. And that's yeah. something that I think is is critical. Um, but if you're not taking advantage of all these opportunities for people to search you, to search your website. So if you're putting out really good stuff on reels or on TikTok or on whatever, and people are like, Oh, what's that company? That's going to help. Yep. That's going to do nothing but help. But you have to have a, a landing page. You have to have a place for them to find you. Even if it's just, this is who we are. This is what we mm-hmm. do. These are our hours, right? It could be very simple, a very simple one page website, but you ought to have a website. If you have a business that people can go to or that yep. people buy things from in general. Yeah. Yeah. Products or service or or that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, I've always said like your website is, you know, the, the yellow pages listing, right? There's a certain, there's a certain level of, I mean, you can, you can create uh, or you can create a Instagram account. You can buy 10,000 followers and you can say that you are a life coach. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And, uh, you know, but if you don't have, uh, you know, like kind of like buyer beware, if I come across this, this Instagram account and I'm like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm in the market for a life coach. Uh, I'm going to check this guy out. And I, you know, do the search 
to find out uh, more information and there isn't a website, that is immediately a red flag uh, beyond just being a life coach. But, but yeah, you know, <laughs> well, definitely- also, we, we live in a world where you can make your living by being an influencer, but not actually do anything else. Mm-hmm. And that's what I would be if I wanted someone to do something for me. And I saw that most of their stuff was social stuff promoting themselves. I would wonder, you know, whether they whether they do anything besides say that they do stuff. Yes. Which is which is what an informal life coach would do, I think. <laughs> yes. Yes. But that's us. That's good clean fun. We do uh we do at soup to nuts. And um it's you know, I, I think it's worth pointing out that it is a small business that we have uh you know grown over the past 10 years. We have some very good clients who have taken care of us and we take care of them. Uh, we talk about growing, not for the sake of growing, but, you know, uh, just for the sake of being able to offer more to more people, um, you know, and that's and that's kind of where we're at. Do you find that people are interested in getting a more of a bare bones? Um, like there was a time where where websites had 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 almost jumped the shark, I think, in 2005 and 2006, where it was like you know explosions and doors yeah. opening and closing and um and now i wonder if if people are more interested in just a uh, something something bare bones here's our menu here's our hours you know do you get much of that with, you know with a lot of the people that we work with and and you know we will uh you know with some of the small businesses like people who are starting up something a new gig uh, you know an online store that you know uh, you know single sole proprietor, uh, business, you know, more, more people are finding ways to do that through like a Squarespace or, Oh, I see. Yeah. Or, or a Wix, which I would consider perfectly viable. Um, you know, but again, it's not going to have a lot of the same, uh, custom customizable, uh, features and, and that sort of thing. But if you're, it, it's not a bad place to start, you know? Um, and, you know, but again, it is like when you hire us to do to build your website and uh, and for the hosting and maintaining, um, it's like buying a car that uh, from not a dealership, but from a garage where you have a mechanic uh, right. on staff, where you have a detailer, you know, pictures and video on, you know, right. You know, there you have all of the uh, all of the things. It's not just your 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 taking it home and, and having to work on it yourself. So that's a, that's always the analogy that I kind of use. Yeah. And I, 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 I'm not a fan. I've never been a fan really of Squarespace because they, that's another, like they have your stuff. It's not like, it's not like you can just upload your stuff someplace else. Like if Squarespace has it, then they have it and you have to get it. You know, you have to just type it up again if you want it back. But, uh, that was some, yeah. that was a lesson I found out the hard way with a free Squarespace site. Uh, fortunately, right. I only went as far as free. Um, so I want to talk about Garth Brooks. I think we're all going to talk about <laughs> Garth Brooks. And uh, so here's my Garth Brooks story. Okay. We may have talked about that. We may have spoken about this earlier in the summer because I've been obsessing about this for a while. Um, I think Friends in Low Places should be a Tom Waits song. Oh, yeah. But it's a Bruce Springsteen song. 
<laughs> I haven't said that to you before. It sounds it sounds somewhat familiar. So if you're not familiar with the song, I'm shocked. But there's a song called I've Got Friends in Little Places. It's by Garth Brooks. And it, excuse me, is about um, a guy who, ostensibly, it's about a guy who shows up at a party for his ex-girlfriend and causes a scene. Right. Um, but the guy is crazy drunk, so you don't really know what's going on. Uh, he, uh, I believe it happens at an engagement party. The, the narrative is there's an engagement party. This guy shows up um, underdressed during the toast, takes a glass of champagne, says, you know, I'm good luck to you. I, I it, it doesn't bother me that you've jilted me for this person. And, um, you know, and then continues to cause a scene and then leaves. And he when yeah. he leaves, he promises to go get drunker. So that'll show him. Um, <laughs> I think if you listen to the song and please do listen to the song, I think you can make a case for he's just sitting at the bar thinking about what he would do if he was ever dumped by a rich girl. Yeah. Um, that's, that's the Tom Waits aspect of it. It's just the saddest, saddest song. I mean, it's, it's not, I mean, I don't, I, I mean, pitiable. I don't mean yeah. it makes you sad. I mean, you feel bad. You ought to feel bad for this guy um, because he's like, persecuted he's like everyone hates me and that's why right. i can't get nowhere right and it's very very on the fucking nose right yeah well um, and it, it's it's also it's like the anthem of like uh the underdog you know well, like it, everybody's no, relates it is it is in no way the anthem of the underdog and that's my point it's like <laughs> right. born in the usa it's like people yeah. screaming born in the usa like that song isn't about how the country fucks over the working man. You know, it's like, I'm a working man and this song's about me. No, yeah. this song's about how much your country hates you. That's what the right. song is about. Right, um, right. Right. And I've got friends in little places, same thing. And yeah. I, I wrote a little story about it. You can find it at tonyruso.substack.com. And um, I wondered like what it must be like to write something. Cause it's a good song. I, I, I now. Yeah. It's it's a good song, and but what it must be like to have thirty thousand people every night misunderstand your lyrics to your right. face, and that's the main <laughs> reason, you know, you're out there. Like he's got plenty of songs. He's Garth Brooks, yeah. and he's a he's a talented musician and a famous one. Um, mm -hmm. so I'm not going to sing his blues too much, but you know, like at least the Springsteen fans eventually caught on. Like if you're at a Springsteen concert. You get the you get the born in the USA thing, right? But right. if you're at a Garth Brooks concert, I don't necessarily think you get the friends in little places thing. So that's yeah. where I started. However, I have found out since that Garth Brooks is a magnet of controversy, and it's one of the <laughs> downsides. I don't know if it's a downside or if it's an upside. Like I'm like, this is a story about Garth Brooks, and people are like. Why aren't you writing about the literal shit that's in the news about Garth Brooks right now? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I didn't know there was. Um, but he's been he's been in, embroiled in two controversies over the last two years, including uh, one earlier this year and then one like very recently, which you may not know about. Oh, yeah. um, so there are people listening who are like, I cannot believe how fucking out of touch you are, Tony. So I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry for everyone who knows where this story goes. Oh, 
But apparently he was accused of being a serial killer, which I think yes. is fantastic. And would you tell that story, Todd? I, it, it started it started as a joke that Tom Segura was making um, and essentially saying uh, there are statistics that show an increase in human trafficking that correlate with the uh, the dates uh, or tour dates in cities where Garth Brooks is. Right. And. And, you know, I, I, I feel like it was probably the structure of a joke of like just taking two pieces of information and, and, and being like, well, I don't know. Right? <laughs> How do you know uh, it's which not th- Garth Brooks? Yeah, which I think is which I think is pretty funny. But then the, the wrinkle is, is that um, it's gotten back to him. And uh, apparently he is absolutely, uh, you, you know pissed off like doesn't want to hear it like doesn't think it's funny doesn't like you know to a to a point where it's like well what you know why yeah, why, you why, so... why why don't you think it's funny <laughs> why don't you think it's funny <laughs> too close um, to the truth can't handle the truth guard right right so i mean that's i don't know that's the controversy that i've heard of what's the uh what's the the more recent so the the more recent controversy i i, I want to I want to go a little bit farther with yours because one of the things that's interesting about, you know, the whole serial killer thing is that like, that's a really good chance to embrace it and have a little fun. You know, I mean, no one's ever like, I I could certainly be accused of being a serial killer. I'm sure if like, you know how much fun I would, I would have if, if people started accusing me of being a serial killer too much fun. I would have so right. much fun. It would make people suspicious as well. So I guess it's right. probably trying to find that middle, that middle line. Yeah. Um, but the other one that came up when I was looking up something else about Garth Brooks uh, was, I guess he opened a bar and someone asked him if he'd be serving Bud Light at his bar. And he's like, I'm, I'm the friends in low places guy. What, what else would I serve? Right. Um, and now people are mad because Bud Light, has trans people or something it's 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 one of those culture war trans yeah. things like bud white did a a trans commercial or something so now you know rednecks aren't drinking it um but but I, and then but did garth brooks then say that he was going to do it because yeah. of the well he the, wasn't doing it because he was doing it because it's bud fucking light <laughs> i mean if you, you go know. into a roadhouse looking Garth Brooks themed restaurant yes. and order Bud Light and they're like, we don't carry that. We only have, you know, Amstel Light. Like, what, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm at the yeah. Garth Brooks store, damn it. It's like the one beer I'd expect to find. <laughs> yeah, right. I, yeah, I, I, that, that whole thing, I think ultimately just backfires and, and, and ends up just being a bunch of people, uh, you know, moving their money from uh, one product in a huge corporation to a slightly different product in a huge under the, the same, same corporation. corporation. Yeah, that's the that's the thing that I, I I will live and die and never understand. Well, I'm just drinking Bud now because I'm mad at Bud Light. Yeah, and you're a dumb person, and that's why they do whatever they want to you. Right. Um, and along those which, lines, go ahead. Which it, which incidentally. Uh, Bud Light is also owned by the same company, uh, or owns the owns the Modelo brand, which I heard more recently 
is quickly has quickly become one of the most popular brands in the United States, which is hilarious because this, you know, the alt-right is mad about Bud Light, but then are they going to drink a Mexican beer? Because I'm, the last time I checked, I thought that the, the hard rights were, were scared of Mexicans stealing their Bud Light. I don't know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, I, 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 it is incumbent upon me to make this correction as the still for some reason beer expert in the room, but um, Modelo isn't owned by Bud in the United States. Okay. That was okay. they had to make a law because the FTC wouldn't allow the merger to go through because that really oh. would have made them a, an, an unstoppable monopoly. So they had to spin off Modelo into its own brand. So it's um, SAB. I forget what it stands for. They own Modelo in the U.S. OK, well, um, good. <laughs> <laughs> but the other the other thing, like they're talking about. But Bud Light sales crashing, and I don't want to accuse anybody, you know, with a pickup truck of drinking pomegranate seltzer. But right. guess what yeah. section is going up in relation yeah. to Bud going down? The seltzers are huge now. You yes. know, seltzers are that the, the people have opinions. I heard someone have an opinion about the seltzers the other day. I almost had a heart attack. <laughs> because they had an opinion or yeah, they're like, don't their get opinion. the hard noons there. They don't. Oh, what do you do? High noon, right? High noon. Yeah. Yeah. Is that a seltzer? That it, It's a, that's a vodka, uh, seltzer. Yeah. And somebody was like, don't get the high noons, get the Seagrams. And I'm like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. Like there's a difference <laughs> between those things. <laughs> really? Yeah. You want to get, we can get you some sorbet. We'll lay yeah. out, you know, six or eight, uh, tasters mm-hmm. of various flavored seltzers and you can yeah. see which one is is the superior palate experience you know yeah. as bananas 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 but i love i love it when people uh get in trouble i feel bad for garth brooks though because he just you know he seems like a nice enough guy like you know he's right. not i mean all right so the bar for seeming like enough nice enough guy is like no rape accusations so far this decade <laughs> Right, but still, right. he has no rape accusation so far this decade. He's a fucking hey, American hero. That's, that's that's and and being in the spotlight with no rape accusations. Yeah, is, especially you know. I mean, because I'm not a country music person, but like mm-hmm. he's like big, like really, really big in the country and, world, and for decades. Has yeah, been. yeah. Since since the since I got friends in little places, I found out you how you're sitting down is 20 years old already. It came okay, out, yeah. No, 30 years old. 30 years it's old. It's got to be 30 because... 95, I think. I'm pretty sure that song played at our wedding. So, yeah. <laughs> and, and guess what? And guess what, Tony? We all were arm in arm. Yeah. Sweat, no. Swaying and singing. Absolutely. It is It is my curse. I was talking to my wife about this the other day. It's my curse that I genuinely listen to and mm. interpret the lyrics to songs. Yes. Because... They're not really meant for me to analyze like their 18th century poetry. They're just to sing along and have a good time. Like I know I'm the killjoy here and I know yeah. I'm the killjoy because I'm missing the whole point, the, yeah, you know, right. but also, I mean, it is in the song. Like it's, it's a, <laughs> if you, if you look at the story of the song, it's not a happy story. Yeah. You know, um, I, I, have, I have a, I have a question. It, 
you know, at one point do you make a piece of art, you know, to, to get something out there and you put it out into the world and maybe it resonates with some people. And at what point do you have to let go of what you created it for because of the level of, you know, popularity and, yeah, almost you know, immediately. I mean, almost immediately. Once you make yeah. something, especially when you make something, um, yeah, no. Once you once you make any kind of art, you really you're going to lose that control. And I don't expect Garth Brooks to stop his concerts and say, you know, this is a really depressing song. You shouldn't be having such a good time. You know, <laughs> right? Um, and then and so like so for instance. During my research, I found out that Springsteen stayed quiet about the whole born in the USA thing for like as long as he possibly could. Yeah. And, but this was during the Reagan era. And he wasn't, you know, he showed up at, you know, rock the uh, nuclear anti. Yeah. He showed up in, at, at a no nukes rally, but he was not a political guy when I was growing up. You know, yeah. and he wasn't a political guy when I mean, born in the USA was as political as it is, but it wasn't. Right. It wasn't because that was him, you know, that was just a song that he wrote and he was happy to let it have its own life until like Reagan, you know, is using it. People started using it for campaign songs and he's like, okay, en enough is enough. First of all, you're clearly yeah. not listening to the lyrics, but second of all, yeah. I hate you and you're using my song to become more popular and that's not cool. Right. So, right. I, I, I have, I actually have a distinct memory of uh, having born in the USA on cassette and listening it to it in my sister's room as a child. And, you know, back when the cassettes would have the fold out liner notes and, right. and reading, reading the lyrics. So, I mean, I, I definitely remember comprehending it almost uh, at the very beginning. Yeah. You know? I, and, and that right. was that. Well, and it was also that when that came out, you know, at the height of um, revisiting how we feel about, how people were treated coming home from the Vietnam war. Right. right. And so there, there was this ambiguity. And if, if not for that, then we would have had, you know, the whole support our troops thing, you know, at least that was a little bit more balanced during the last wars where you could say, Hey, I really feel like we shouldn't be in this war, but I really do appreciate that there are people who are just doing it because somebody has to. And, you know, like there wasn't this, you hate the war and you hate the troops kind of thing. Right. Um, which I think we got from how, how Vietnam was at least portrayed in the 1980s in songs yeah. like born in USA and then all the Rambo movies and the Chuck Norris movies, oh, and man. Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. Um, but yeah, so that was my thing. You can catch, you can catch that. Actually, I'll throw a, I'll throw a link to the, uh, to the song, to the song, to the story of the song. What am I? Uh, uh, dire Straits. I'll throw a link to the story of the song. How about the song? In the in the show notes for this week. Um, I, 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 oh, I, I feel like it's worth uh, mentioning, or maybe a good spot, and we we can uh, uh, carry this on next time and change our podcast to Todd and Tony talk about country music. Uh -huh. But but. Have you seen the, uh, you know, talk about art and what pe how people interpret it, the whole uh, Oliver Anthony uh, music, uh, you know, thing, again, where some guy wrote a song and both, because no, did we talk about the American Gothic? Is that? No. Is that, is that, um, 
maybe I saw that somewhere else. Basically, where both sides of the political spectrum picked up this song and and it resonated with them as to oh they're they're making fun of the other guy and, right you know and they're going back and forth saying it's like no no he's talking about you and no no he's talking about you. <laughs> That's fantastic. No, I don't. I only know I know of the controversy. Um, I know that I don't. I don't care. I I I. I like that he came out and said, listen, I, you know, this isn't, I didn't want anyone to pick this up and use it to batter down anyone's house. You know, this is, yeah. this is my song that, that, you know, and I guess you have to, I mean, or you can, you can go the Bob Dylan route, which is nope. I'm not going to say a fucking word for 50 years. <laughs> yeah. Right. I said a couple words. You're all like, but what about this? But what about that? And I'm like, you know what? I'm not talking anymore. Buy the records or don't. Have a nice day. And yeah. that, that was the last time. <laughs> and maybe yeah. that's the best way to do it, to realize that there's nothing you can do to put enough English on anything you put out that people will get, you know, the people who get you will get you. But I mean, when you're talking millions of people, practically yeah. speaking, you know, it's a different thing. Like, I never write anything that I think, well, out of the 30 million people who are going to read this, I hope 10 million like it. Right. Yeah. I mean, like, I right. can't imagine what can't imagine what it's like to be Garth Brooks and say, all right, here's this is going to be the number one song on the charts for the next six weeks. <laughs> yeah. You know, you you have to lose control of it now. But this poor guy, I think he just put it up on YouTube or something, right? And yeah, yeah, I think it was it was a TikTok thing, right? Like uh, like your guy Noah Khan. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I guess that's what we'll close out on. So yeah. where are you going the, in the next couple of weeks? Tell talk to me about uh, Freeman Stage and concerts. We got time. Well, the uh, with the season winding down, uh, everybody is always asking. It's like, oh, do things get a lot easier for you? And uh, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> they, it just it just changes but one of the biggest changes is that uh the freeman stage is done so that means we are no longer shooting you know one or two concerts every week and uh and then we have the big show that's coming up in ocean city ocean's calling that was canceled last year uh you know the the guys from oar are kind of putting that on as like a local show being from at least half of them being from the rockville area from where i was from hmm. uh but uh i'm i'm really looking forward to going to see music uh and to enjoy seeing music uh because you know it, it is interesting you know when uh, I mean, I guess I can't use the analogy with you and funerals, you know, like, <laughs> like you'd really like to go to a funeral and just enjoy it, but not have work. Oh, I am um, doing that in two weeks. Yeah. Well, no, Are I you? have to work, but I'm going to that dead guy's funeral. The, uh, the, the mummy funeral in two weeks. Oh, the oh. mummy funeral. Well, I'll talk about time. that next week. I'll, yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to derail. Please continue. Oh, no, nice that, to go no. out. But that's a, but that's a, yeah, like, nice to go out and it's a big event. It's a new event. Um, you know, this is day drinking on Delmarva. So, uh, it's, a, I think it will be a pretty big thing for the Delmarva area and, um, you know, hoping for all the success, you know, right. Uh, yeah. for, for a event like this to happen in ocean city, I think could be, could be a really, really good thing. Very cool. And we are up against it. So that'll do us for now. I got nothing else anyway. How about you? I got nothing. All right. Well, until next time, remember at the beach. It's happy hour whenever you say it is.